This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Right now, I'm talking with Alex from Undeath. They uh, are going to be coming out on tour with 200 Stab Wounds, Enforced, Phobophilic. They have a huge show in L.A., which is like gigantic. I might even have to go down to that. I'm homies with the Zabulba guys. It seems like a. it's cool that Nate is putting on this thing with Zabulba as the headliner and like all these incredible death metal bands. You can check it out on all the socials for um, SOS booking and whatnot. But the Seattle show is Thursday, December 8th at El Corazon. Again, it's Undeath, 200 Stab Wounds, Enforced, Phobophilic. It's Time to Rise from the Grave is out now. It's going to be topping a bunch of people's, you know, best of the year lists, I bet. So how are you doing, man? Doing good, bro. It's been a very busy couple of weeks, but I'm chilling. How about yourself? Doing pretty good, man. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm uh, I think... What's the next show I'm going to? I'm going to go see Hatebreed and Gate Creeper on Tuesday. That's going to be a good gig. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, that tour is sick. I'm so bummed that I haven't been able to go see that. Perseverance is like a top 10 album for me. Yeah. Dude, is that your favorite Hatebreed? No, uh, Satisfaction for sure. Yes. But uh, I love Perseverance. I mean, that album is so, that was like a really, really monumental album in my in my upbringing. Absolutely, man. They, I mean, it it, it was like, I think they like toured off of per- or off of satisfaction for like five years, which is un- yep. co- unknown. And then they, they freaking came out on universal with, with that record. And it just, it was a total game changer, but we're not here to talk about Hatebreed. We're here to talk about your tour. Um, specific- Why not? What? Let's just, you know, hour long Hatebreed <laughs> chat here, here on metal shop. Um, your, your tour so there's certain tours that when you look at it, you're like, oh, cool that, you know, like uh, there, you know, there's one band I want to see and then, you know, a good mixture and whatever. But um, this one seems specifically curated by you guys. Like, it seems like you guys, your chance to headline and you chose your friends. 
and bands you yeah. love. Is that true? That's 100% accurate. Yeah, we, I mean, we, we've been fortunate enough to do a lot of tours and, you know, the support stuff is great. Like, we're just happy to be a part of, like, a bigger package and to try to, like, win new people over and stuff like that. I mean, that's what it's all about. But mm-hmm. this is the first tour that we've ever done where we've been able to build it, you know, ourselves, like you said, from the ground up. And yep. from from the very start, it was like, we want to have 200 Sabbaths on it. We want to have Enforced on it. We want to have Phobophilic on it. And that's not just because they're all sick bands because they are it's because we know those guys we've played with all those bands before and we know that they're good people yeah so when it when it came down to brass tax it was like not who's not only like sick bands to bring out but who's going to be bands that we're going to have a great time with for mm-hmm. six and a half weeks on the road you know so yeah well, I'm, I'm beyond excited about the tour six and a half weeks that's that's dope man and that's you know it's going to be a winter tour so you can be out there um yeah everybody's going to get sick. It's going to be awesome. Nice. Okay. Uh, so, you know, like some of these interviews I, I listen to, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I have a job in shipping. It's my day job. So I listen to a lot of podcasts and sometimes people talk about, you know, like, you know, management comes in and they want X band to tour with X, you know, and, and like, you know, these new opportunities will come if you put this band on or whatever was, is there, when you guys decide like, we're going to do a tour, are there people that are trying to vie to get their bands in or how much of it is just like, nah, man, we're just going to do what we want. Uh, I think like for bands on our level, like I don't think on death is, is so big that people are clamoring to get on our <laughs> tour. You know? Okay. Like, okay. Uh, just, just being humble here, but it's like, th- there definitely was input from, from managers of bands when like yeah. word got around that we were starting towards to try to get their bands on it. But there were never any situations where like somebody was pitching us a band that we just didn't want to go out with. It sure. was always like, we had the core lineup of, of, you know, us and, and Enforce and 200 and Fobo for, for a while. Yeah. And then people would pitch us bands to jump on for like a week here, a week there. And it was all bands that we wanted to tour with, but we just couldn't work it out logistically, you know? Yeah. So I feel very lucky that the bands who wanted to be a part of this tour in any capacity were all bands that we really like. So that, that seems like a very good position to be in. Absolutely, man. And, and, you know, you're not in that. Exactly. You're not at that like point where like bands are like, you know, there's, they're doing like buy-ons, you know, and stuff like that, throwing thousands of dollars at you, but you're at a point right now where people are like, Oh, hell yeah, let's, let's do it. So you're at, you're at a great point right now. And, and, uh, so you come from like a very DIY, you know, hardcore screamo metal world, like very DIY. You're at a level now where, um, you know, you're, you're not like, guar or something but you guys are you know established well-loved you know you guys have done a lot of touring um for someone who's starting a band and they're starting to see a little bit of success uh what would your advice be to like when a manager is needed is are you you know like is there a breaking point where like a hardcore band or a metal band is like what what kind of advice would you give to a band that like you know wants to do it themselves but is starting to you know see some success that's a great question uh you know i i don't know if there is like a binary answer to that yeah. because it, i i don't think there's just like a universal point in which every band should take on a manager i think it depends on the band i mean we sure. we just announced a tour with thy artist murder today mm-hmm. and uh they're self-managed you know their guitar as far as i understand it one of their guitarists manages everything about the band i think converge is like that too 
Converge is also like that. Yeah, yeah, there's plenty of bands like that that are huge that have lots of responsibilities who can somehow do it themselves. I mean, that's great for them. But for us, you know, I think we just kind of knew that the time was right to bring yeah. on a manager when I just physically could not do everything myself anymore. Mm-hmm. And it it wasn't like a, a clear moment, but you know, it was right around the time that we got offered the Black Dahlia murder tour. Yeah. And up until that point, it was like I had been shipping all the merch myself out of mm-hmm. my house. I had been making like 30 trips to the post office a week. Uh that's not like a, a flex, like it, it sucked. Uh <laughs> and like, you know, yeah. like a running, like running everything myself. And I was fine doing it, but all of a sudden when we have this massive tour that we're doing. Now I have to arrange like getting a month's worth of merch printed. Yep. Now I have to arrange like, you know, buyouts and and all this like tour managing stuff. And it just got, got to the point where I was like, I could theoretically do this myself, but I'm going to everything up. Yeah. And I just didn't want to be in that position. So mm-hmm. I, I emailed Steve from Prosthetic and I asked him if he knew anybody that was looking to take on bands. And thankfully he did. And, you know, the rest is history with our management, but who we're very happy with. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's just I, I would say to answer your question, like if I can provide any advice, I would say just do it yourself as long as you possibly can, because then when you do bring on management, you'll have the the like the the rubric and the rhetoric to understand what you're yeah. supposed to be doing already, so you won't just be like you know casting all of your burdens onto your manager sure. and not taking care of anything yourself, because if you have a manager. And you know how to handle your business as well. Like you, you can do anything. You have the infrastructure. I mean, coming from the DIY world of, of like, you know, there's bands that literally call the VFW hall and book their own thing, make their own flyers, make their own t-shirts. Uh, it, it, you, you have that infrastructure and then just adding someone else to it. It's just like, Whoa, a, a, a superpower just got added when you could just do it yourselves anyways. But Right. You know, it's just help. It's just helpful to have someone else come in and and they're probably stoked too. like, holy crap, these people aren't just relying on me to to do everything. This is awesome. Yeah. And you can you can tell totally like when a band, uh, you know, has got a manager like way too early sure. and they just never really learned how to like, you know, carry themselves as yeah. individuals in a band. Like it's <laughs> it's an attitude that's very easy to point out. And for us, it's like all of us like all five of us come from very diy backgrounds we've been doing this shit ourselves for years and years and years so by the time we did end up biting the bullet and getting a manager it's still like we do 40 to 50 percent of like the legwork in this band ourselves like i'm constantly like i still run all all of our social media pages myself i'm still like shipping stuff out all Mm -hmm. the time i'm like talking to agents i'm talking to like people for art like and yeah, our, our manager, Colin, he does a ton of that stuff, but it's it's a very, it's like a partnership more than just one person taking over, which I'm grateful for. Something I think is really inspiring is to see these bands that, um, you know, and, and you guys are specifically like one of these bands is, is there is a, a certain amount of success that's coming to you guys and you guys are hustling and working for it. But knowing your guys' background and the fact that you guys are DIY, the fact that you guys have done all these bands that, you know, weren't necessarily monetarily you know successful quote unquote you didn't make a living off of these bands you know is that even if you weren't you know popular right now you guys would still be doing it because it speaks to your soul and it's what you want to do like it's just yeah yeah it's just that's how it is yeah and you know i i appreciate that because that's that's definitely true and uh i think a lot of 
I mean, I, I definitely felt this way myself, but I, I know that a lot of people out there think like all of our problems are going to be solved once we get a manager and once we get a booking agent, you know, and then like everything's just going to fall into our laps. But it, it's not like that. You know, you, you have to continue to do most of the legwork yourself. And it, it really just comes down to not like who's on your side and who's in your corner, but it comes down to how hard you're willing to work for yourself. And I think a lot of people assume that when these arbitrary things happen, they're just going to like overnight become huge and massively successful. But you got to, you got to work the entire time. Like it's a grind the whole time, no matter how, how many people you have like on your team, quote unquote. You know, and, and you, you, you specifically are, 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 are totally right about that, about like, you know, once you might think like, Oh, you know, things are going to get so much easier, but I mean, a manager is just going to get you new opportunities to be seen by other people, which means you got to play more, which means you got to, you know, so it's like, it might even be way more work once you get those people, but luckily, you know, it's, it pays off and stuff. And, um, I, I, I was, uh, curious about, um, are, are, are you at a point right now where this is your, your full-time thing or do you have like a day job still, or like, you know, is there, is that a goal for you? Yeah, I mean, we're all trying to make the band our, our full-time source of income for sure. And I think awesome. we're we're getting close. Like sure. every tour that we do gets a little bit closer. But like when we're we're lucky enough that when we get off tour, uh, like a you know, a big one, like a, a six week long one, mm-hmm. uh, after all the expenses are paid for, like merch and the van and you know, et cetera, et cetera, all of us are able to come home with enough money to pay rent for a couple months, awesome. which is great. Yeah. But I mean, eventually that dries up. So we, sure. we still, we all have like, you know, gigs that we Side do. hustles. Yeah. What's yours? Exactly. I, I have a couple. Um, okay. I, I do a lot of like writing on the side. So I, yeah. I do a, a column for metal injection. Seen that, um, yeah. I do like various pieces of a, uh, like content writing for, for different organizations, I guess you could call it. It's all yeah. like excruciatingly boring stuff. Um, I do that. I also like, I'm, after this tour is over, I'm probably going to start working in between tours at the hemp farm that my girlfriend works at. Very cool. So, like, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, I think she, she's trying to get me in there. So, I mean, that would just be fun, I think. Uh, but also, yeah, yeah I mean, like Matt, Matt, our drummer, he like is a substitute teacher. Tommy gives bass lessons. Kyle works at a brewery. Like, yep. we're not at the point yet where the band is the only source of income that we have. But we're like, we're all actively trying to get there. I have a friend who, you know, he tours relentlessly, but, you know, he also is a booker. Like he books bands like from his laptop on the road. You know, it seems like these, you know, even it seems like everyone gets these side hustles. And, you know, I have freaking six of my own, you know, it's crazy, you know, not necessarily six, but you know what I'm saying? Um, Right. uh, So, I mean that alone is, is really awesome. Uh, How has the metal injection thing been going, man? And, and that's something that I remember Trevor Strenad used to do like a a metal column. So you're kind of the getting the torch passed to to you about being the, uh, the underground metal guy at metal injection. Yeah. I mean, he was definitely like the, the big inspiration behind finally like getting off my ass and doing it because I mean, I was a huge fan of his column, The Obituarist, like uh, Mm -hmm. all of us were in on death. You know, that was kind of how, honestly, like his column was how a lot of people first discovered our band because he highlighted us like really early on, which was great. Um, And then, you know, I knew I had wanted to like get back into writing and and doing it, not just like for a purely 
like monetary way, like the like what I typically do, where I just do like uh, like freelance stuff. I wanted sure. to uh, actually write for pleasure again, which is something yeah. I haven't done in many years. Uh, so I just, you know, I, I knew there was kind of uh, not necessarily like a void, but I knew that you know there wasn't really anybody doing uh, like creative writing over it at Metal Injection, like uh, in the way that Trevor did. So. I, I shot Greg, who's the editor in chief over there. I shot him a DM on oh, Twitter Greg. one day. Yeah, yeah. I was I was expecting nothing of it. I thought he was just going to ignore me, but I just pitched. My, I gave him my elevator pitch about what I wanted the column to look like, and thankfully he was super into it. And we've oh. been we've been cruising ever since. That's awesome, man. So, what's the column named? It's called Choice Cuts. Sort and when, of and very, when, when does it come out? It's bi-weekly. Awesome. Uh, typically it comes out on Wednesdays, sometimes Thursdays. It just depends on how busy like site traffic is. Uh, but yeah, we, we've been doing it for a couple of months now. I couldn't tell you exactly how long, yeah. but, uh, it's, it's been great. I've been having a ton of fun doing it. So, uh, you know, I wasn't going to mention until later in the interview, but we just kind of arrived there. Obviously since the last time we talked, the passing of Trevor Sternad, he was someone who not only influenced you with the, the column, but the first time I saw in death was when Black Dolly Murder. That was the first show I went to out of the pandemic it was a sold out Black Dolly Murder show. And you guys were the first band I saw out of the pandemic, which was is kind of surreal, right? Um, yeah. Can you tell me what, you know, kind of Trevor meant to you and any memories of, of, of Trevor that you'd like to share, if that's OK? Yeah, of course. Uh, I mean, Trevor, he was the man like he he meant so much to us all of us as a band and you know we 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 didn't really know him for that long which is Mm -hmm. the tragic thing because i feel like all of us to the degree that we got to know him through like him championing our band and then eventually going on tour with black dahlia like we all kind of felt really close to him but you know there there are people out there who knew him for decades like his his bandmates and stuff and i can only imagine how how they were feeling but um you know he was the first person who was really like public facing and was in like a band that was notable to ever kind of like hype us up, uh, which was surreal because we're all black Dahlia murder fans. Like, yep. so we just kind of, there was definitely a brief moment of time where we kind of thought he was with us a little bit, but uh, it turns out, no, he actually really liked our band. Right. Which is cool. And then, yeah, getting to do that tour was incredible, man. Like it was just like great vibes the whole time. And like the fact that, there are so many other bands that they could have taken that had more road experience or any road experience and like any sort of like significant following like would have made sense, but yeah. they, they took a chance on us. And a lot of that was because of Trevor pushing to have us on that tour. And at the time, you know, we barely had one album out. Yep. Uh, we had been a band for like two years, you know, tops. Mm-hmm. So it was a real risk for everybody involved to have this huge package tour that was really the first big one of the first big metal tours coming out of COVID to have the first band that a lot of people were seeing be us. And it was essentially our first real tour. Mm-hmm. Like when you kind of examine the logistics of all of that, it's like the, the balls on Trevor to to really push for us to have putting that slot. It's, putting you on, it's, man that's what that's like as real as it gets mm-hmm. and i will always 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 like above all else just hold him in like the utmost esteem for how hard he rode for the bands that he liked Absolutely. and 
I mean, he was the man. Like we had so many good times on that tour. Like we we all miss him tremendously. It's it's a huge huge blow to have him not here. Yeah. Um, but you know, I remember. It's I just talked about this on a different interview. I remember, uh, we were always like complimenting each other's shirts. Yeah. Because Trevor and I had like very similar taste in like the weirdo metal that we liked. Sure. Uh, like we liked a lot of like war metal, a lot of black metal stuff like mm-hmm. that. So. He would like come off the bus and I would like come out of the van and we would pass each other and he'd be like, dude, look sick shirt. I'm like Trevor, like sure sick, bro. Like that was yeah. kind of our daily routine. Yeah. And I remember one day, it's the last day of tour, which was just the last time I ever saw him. Uh it was uh I was wearing a bestial putrefaction long sleeve. Okay. And, and they're like uh gore noise, like just totally inscrutable, like crazy band. And uh Trevor asked me who it was, and I told him like really early in the night. And then later on. Uh, I was like, I don't think Dahlia had gone on yet, but they were like about to. And I saw Trevor. And, no, I'm sorry. It was after Dahlia had played and everybody was in the green room. We had this big shared green room. And we were all like drunk and partying. Yeah. And uh, like some of Dahlia was there and Trevor was there. And he was like, dude, Alex, like listen to that bestial putrefaction band. I fucking hated that, man. Like, what's the deal? Like, you, like what? Like, what is that band? And he was like, <laughs> just so concerned. Cause he just wanted to like it so bad and it just, but he hated to, it, <laughs> but he hated it and he couldn't, he was just so real about it, but yeah. like, it just spoke to, spoke to two things. It spoke to how straightforward and how real he was as a person. Mm-hmm. And it spoke to how much he just like tried to consume as much metal as possible, even if yeah. it wasn't stuff that he already liked. Sure. And, uh, I, I loved him for that comment. And, uh, like we just, and then we just proceeded to party and that is like, that was just par for the course for that tour. He was just so cool to be around the whole time. So yeah, we, we all miss him so much. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. And, you know, just, just kind of like uh, pivoting from that and, or not pivoting, but playing off of that, you know, mention it with your column. And, uh, you know, that is one thing that that Trevor was well known for. So many people were mentioning after he passed, were mentioning, 
you know, he was always riding hard for the underground. Black Dolly Murder is here. He wanted to bring the bands there. He wanted to bring them with him and be that champion. And, and he was diligent with it and, and that, with his column, the obituarist. Uh, you know, you guys, you know, you might not be at the Black Dolly Murder level yet, but, you know, you're getting there. You're 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 doing these this headlining tour and you're at a point right now where people look to you possibly for recommendations for bands that they should check out. Um, is it hard for you to keep up? Cause there's so much good shit out all the time. And how do you, you know, how do you keep digging the, mo- digging the mind of like new metal? How do you, how do you keep up, man? Uh, it's, it's what I love to do. You know, it's yeah. not, it's not hard for me because it's, I've been, I've been obsessively listening to music since I was a kid. Yeah. And it's like, my singular pursuit in my life has just been music. I've just wanted to be a part of it. And uh, it, even though, yeah, it is kind of like, uh, it's not a job, but it's like a routine thing now that I like recommend people bands on this metal injection column. It's like, yeah. it's, the, it's the same shit I've been doing since I was burning people mix CDs back in yep. high school or when I was like seeing people shirts at shows and telling them like, oh, you know, you like uh, Opeth, like you should listen to Dark Tranquility. You know, it's like, it, it's the same uh, mindset. So it's like my it's radio not, show. It, it's it's, it's exactly. I'm like, oh, you like Slipknot? You should check out, you know, Soil Work or something like that, you know? It's, exactly. It's, yeah. And it's like, it's, it's, it's fun. I love doing it. I love recommending people music. I love just like seeing people get excited about liking one band and then discovering another band that sounds really similar that they've never heard of. You know, that's, yeah. that's, that's like one of my biggest sources of joy in my yeah. life. It's great. And, uh, it's not, it's not hard to keep up with new bands because I probably, I mean, from the moment I wake up to the moment I go to bed, I'm like listening to music and I, I make it a point to be a part of like discords and, and, you know, be active on Twitter so that I can just like keep up with new bands that are coming out. And it's great. You know, there's, yeah. it's, it's always very exciting to discover something out of the blue that just really moves you in a, in a profound way. And I listen to so much music that I'm, fortunate enough to have that experience all the time you know i listened to uh this black metal project dressed in streams i think it's called okay. dressed in, uh hang on i gotta i gotta pull up this name make sure i don't fuck this up uh this is gonna be fascinating for your listeners to listen to me uh dresden dolls? right now what you're talking about dresden, <laughs> yeah, dolls? dresden dolls uh dressed in streams okay. uh they're just i think it's a one-man band that's all about like uh like indian independence Okay. Um, and it's like it's like a themed black metal project, but dude, like I discovered this band like four days ago, and I'm obsessed. Like it, wow. th- this kind of thing happens all the time, you yeah. know. So I just I love music, and I love getting other people excited about music. That's what it's all about. And that's the beauty of 2022. You can be a professional metal nerd. <laughs> I'm trying, trying, yeah. to, trying to get there. That's amazing. Um, so, uh, someone that you know, you're 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 a part of these community this community you know you're in a band that's that's killing it um you guys you know but but the thing is is like with this you know hyper add world that we're in with content and and new releases and everything you know it seems like bands have to constantly be you know producing content or like you know updating their fans and stuff does that ever get just overwhelming you're just like, bruh, I just need to like not make my life content for like a couple days. I think that it's like, it's never overwhelming because I think that this kind of hustle has existed in different forms forever. Sure. 
you know, and I think there's just way more avenues these days. That might be the big difference. Like, you know, we have to not only keep track of like sending press releases out and whatever, but we also have like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, yep. like all this yep. we have yep. to constantly stay on top of. But, uh, you know, back in the day, like, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Yeah, uh, maybe maybe not parlor, but, um, <laughs> but uh, you know, it's like back in the day, you got to imagine when, uh, and this is not me trying to put on death and Metallica and on the same line, sure. but it's like when when Metallica was doing the Black Album tour and they were on the road for like two years straight, they were probably doing like full movie scale press junkets about it. Like I'm sure that James Hetfield and Lars were doing like two interviews a day, morning radio it's every like, day in every small market. Exactly. Like that's just people think like, oh, there's just like too much to keep track of these days, but it's either you're gonna do this or you're gonna do the other thing, you know, or you're yeah. just not gonna promote your band. So uh and I'm a chatterbox, like I love talking to people, so it's never phased me. Like I love doing interviews, I love uh like doing promotional stuff. It's fun and yeah. you get to meet new people that way. So I'm I'm cool with it. And you get to piss off Chris Barnes. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of the cherry on top. Yeah. Uh, but Scott I mean, from uh, Scott from Magasoft actually uh, sent me a birthday cameo from him. Nice. Uh, recently, which was great. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, and and you were you were you saying like how like bands had to to do this hustle similar. It might be different streams though because, and now you could do it from home. You don't have to be on the road. You know, doing a a separate, uh, you know, tour going to all the different radio stations, going to the NBCs, going to the, you know, all these different things. You can do it from home. So, you know, yeah. it's, yeah. I mean, Nikki emailed me last night. She said, you've got an interview at one and one at four. And there I said, go. all right, I'll make sure that my phone is open at zoom at that time. Like it's, Sweet. it's not a big deal. So we got it. So we're good till, you know, we, we got all night. You, you only have those two interviews. So we're doing a 12 hour stream, dude. Let's yeah, do it, bro. Baby. Let's do it. Uh, <laughs> So I don't want to ruin, you know, content for you, for your column. So I'm not going to ask you to say your top 10 albums of the year. But being someone who feverishly checks out new metal and probably checks out, like, you know, the stuff that the minute it's released. What have what have been some of your a a few of your favorites, at least stuff that you've been jamming lately? Sure. Um, off the bat, that Sedimentum record, mm. I think, is incredible. Uh, they're they're a, a Quebec-based band, I believe. Okay. Um, just super, like, filthy, grimy death metal. Very, like, I don't know. People say there's, like, a like a Finn death influence there, but I feel like they just sound like a, a Quebecois death metal band. You know, sure. there's, like, there's that vibe. Uh, so that, they have an album. I mean, I'm going to butcher this pronunciation. It's, like uh separation morpha etc etc i don't know i don't speak french bro i'm from rochester new york yep uh yep. that that album is great um the new phobophilic yes. uh, is fantastic uh Absolutely. enveloping absurdity uh they also they did a split with sedimentum back in the day so kind of brings it full circle the album's awesome i have it um, on, and on compact disc in my car excellent uh yeah that's that's a that's a center console lifer right there you're gonna be getting Mm -hmm. a lot of mileage out of that one um another canadian band well i guess people from quebec hey being called canadian but another uh band from quebec called complot it's a c-o-m-p-l-o-t exclamation point so it's a band that has an exclamation point in the name but they don't sound like panic at the disco okay uh 
they're great. It's just like super like punky war metal type stuff. It's very bare bones. Um, couldn't tell you off the top of the head what the album is called because I'm pretty sure it's in French, but uh, definitely check that out. And then also, I mean, I've been, I feel like I've been talking about this album all year because it's so good, but uh, Black F***ing Cancer. Wow. They have an album called Procreate Inverse. Okay. Which is just so uh, such a hard title. Like it just gives me goosebumps. And that uh, is a memorable band name, Black Fucking Cancer. Yeah, dude. I mean, if you have a naughty word in your band name, I'm probably going to check it out at least once. Um and they they're great. They they live up to the hype. I mean, again, it's just like crazy war metal, like black and death metal type stuff. Uh just amazing riffs, amazing vocals, like the whole oh, vibe, yeah. the whole delivery of the band is just exquisite. So all, all four of those albums are awesome. Killer. So um, now, now that we're, you know, talking about, you know, some, some albums you dig and some recommendations. So I, I've listened to a ton of your interviews in the past. Um, I, I don't remember exactly who I think it might have been Ace from Forum of Passion. You talked a little bit about, um, you know, like your love of Screamo music. And when I'm saying Screamo, I want anyone who's listening on, on, on via the metal radio show. Not to ultim- not to just be like, oh my god, and cringe because there is such a difference between what you know will just be thrown out there as screamo, like a taking back Sunday, and and the kind of stuff I'm talking about that Alex is digging uh, or or you know played in and stuff like that. So for someone who's like completely averse to that, just because of what you know the mainstream has has called screamo, what are a couple bands that you you would throw out there? And just be like, no, check this out. This is the real shit. Yeah, uh, that's a great question. Um, I would, I mean, Orchid is like a number one. Yep. You have to listen to Orchid. They were a band from Massachusetts. That's like the old and new Testament of Screamo music. Like you, yep. you have to listen to that album. Uh, they also have uh, like, you know, splits and seven inches and EPs and stuff. It's all worth checking out. Uh, it's all on Spotify too. So it's streaming. Um, that's most important. Uh, beyond that, people are going to tell you to listen to a band called Seisha. It's a S-A-E-T-I-A. Personally, not a huge fan, but they are like an important band in the history of Screamo. So definitely check them out just for for some context. Um, Like more personal recommendations though, Beyond Orchid, a band called Funeral Diner. Yeah, Uh, I have one of those CDs. Yeah, is it uh, The Underdark? I don't know. It's like uh, Dark Red with cursive writing with a black and white picture on it. Like a black and white drawing. <laughs> that could be like 8,000 different oh, okay. screamo records. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's Funeral uh, Diner. I don't know. I got it. Yeah, it, was, it was like a promo a... from a record store I worked at. So, Oh, very cool. Yeah, they're, they're uh, an awesome band, Funeral Diner. Uh, off Minor is a great one, too. Okay. I actually think Off, off Minor shared members with Seisha, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe it was a drummer or something like that. Um, And then who else? I mean, uh, there's like more modern ones, too uh like ostraka uh i don't know i don't think they're still around but they were from virginia they were a cool okay. band infant island they're also from virginia i mean okay. virginia has like a really uh that's like kind of the uh the wellspring of a lot of american screamo music um i thought you were gonna say Scully. infant annihilator i was like that's not screamo bro <laughs> <laughs> that's something else um but yeah it's like uh, infant island you know uh, those all the virginia bands like you know you've got city of caterpillar um majority rule page 99 mm-hmm. and i mean i could just go on this forever but then if i'm gonna recommend like one european band as well there's diatro okay uh from from france they're 
incredible. Uh, it's going to be plenty of good shit to check out, but I would say above all else, check out Orchid, specifically that record, Chaos is Me, first, just to make sure you like know what the vibe is, Okay, and then go from there. Go from there, right on. Uh, so my last question for you, dude, Turnstile recently showed up on a Taco Bell commercial. <laughs> And it seems like, I don't know, it's a good fit. And, and you know, they're, like in past years, people might have been like, oh, man, sellouts. But it just nobody nobody's saying that about Turnstile. It's just dope. I love seeing them elevate. But if Undeath were to just all of a sudden get, if you could, okay, let me reframe this. If you could get one corporate sponsor or product. McDonald's. McDonald's. That's Undeath. No question. And, it would it be a com- like a TV commercial where Undeath is playing in the background? What would the vibe be like? Um, so I say McDonald's so urgently <laughs> because the us as a band, we've probably given thousands of dollars to the McDonald's Corporation. Yeah. So I feel like you know some kind of severance is due. Uh, we we definitely have some goodwill coming back to us, mm-hmm. um, and we're also just fans of the of the product. You know, I think. Uh, mcdonald's as a, as a corporate ent- entity is <laughs> responsible for a lot of very grotesque and evil things but also but so I mean, are you but so am i i mean i'm not i'm no angel and and uh nothing beats a mcdouble so i think uh, the way that uh we would approach a mcdonald's collaboration uh, a mcdonald's x undeath if you will i think we would want to do like a travis scott meal kind of situation oh. but it would be the undeath meal and it would probably be whatever we get when we're like drunk leaving a show at one in the morning. Yeah. So it would be like a large Sprite and eight McDoubles oh, wow. would be the, the undeath meal <laughs> or just like one box of a uh, of 40 chicken nuggets that we just pass around the van. It would be something like that. Man, I dude, I, I can't, you know, recommend that enough. The, the 40 McNuggets. I, I, there was one day, so I back in the day when when Cajun McChickens were ninety nine cents back back in a long time Ooh. ago. R.I.P. the Cajun McChicken. There was one day where I went skateboarding all day. It was a summer day. I was in junior high. I for lunch I had four Cajun McChickens, and for dinner I had five Cajun McChickens. So it was a nine <laughs> Cajun McChicken day. I remember back under ten McDonald's. Dude, yeah, I mean the deals, especially with the app now these days, like the deals Crazy. you can get are just ridiculous. Like. uh Back in the day, though, they had a, a sandwich that was the it was like the country style chicken sandwich. Ooh. And it was basically what the crispy chicken sandwich they're doing now is. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was better because it had like a bun that they buttered and toasted. And it just had this amazing texture to it. And I remember my buddy who worked at McDonald's back in the day was trying to turn me off of them once. And he was like, dude, it's disgusting. They butter the bread. I was like, that sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> it, what's that? Uh, what's that place that does butter burgers? What's his name? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I feel that... like, uh, anyway, as a, as a major fast food head, I should know this, but I don't. Um, but yeah, McDonald's. McDonald's, a uh, great, great uh, organization over there. Yes, They've yes, got a absolutely. good thing going. Bright future for that company. Yes. Let's get a brand. Let's get a brand deal. Undeath X McDonald's. We got it. Um, you know, we'll get McDonald's reps out to the undeath and phobophilic gig. Again, we got 200 stab wounds in force, phobophilic in the band of the day, the band of the year, undeath, because they have It's Time to Rise from the Grave out now, one of the best records of the year, representing death metal with McDonald's on their side, or at least in their guts. 
Any final They're words? In our hearts. Exactly. Uh, clogging your arteries. Any final words uh, before we let you go, man? Uh, just come see us on tour. Uh, come party with us. You know, dates are all over social media, so they're easy to find. Uh, I don't want to see people in the comments asking us when we're coming to Portland because, you know, we're coming to Portland. We're coming to Seattle. We're coming to the Pacific Northwest. Uh, I feel like people are always asking us when we're coming to the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> and it's like we, we're always there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just uh, October eighth. That's when we're coming, or December eighth. October eighth, December eighth, December eighth, December eighth at El Corazon, uh, which is a great, great club, great pole on stage at that venue. I love Hell that yeah. spot. Um, yeah, just come, come, say what's up, come party with us, and you know, see you guys on the road. And check out that, uh, check out that record, Chaos Is Me. Yeah, please check it out, dude. That's that's a great one. And check out the column on Metal Injection every other Tuesday or Wednesday. Every other Wednesday, Wednesday, theoretically. Awesome. It's it's a little flexible, but yeah, maybe maybe I'll write about chaos as me one of these days. There you go, dude. Thank you so much, Alex. Have a good one. You too, brother. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.